Sorry. You can't laugh through the intro song. I know, it's our intro song, man. Come on, this is high quality production, dude. It's the product safety broadcasting session. Coming to you what live. What better way to oh. start the, the world's first podcast on product safety than with Randy Newman's You've Got a Friend in Me? I, I mean, it's from us to you, from our hearts to yours. And I think this is great. I'm Keith, and uh, this is this is uh, my best friend, Jared. And uh, yeah. this is this is like our Buzz and Woody thing. So, uh, Jared, how, how excited are you to talk about product safety today? I mean, well, first I want to say, I think since I gave credit to Randy Newman and you've got a friend in me, maybe that will hold off their lawyers from, from taking their song. I really hope so. He sounds like a really nice guy the way that he sings. So let, let's hope that, you know, the three let's listeners cross our that fingers we might on that get. One. Yeah, let's... We, we, yeah, we've crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's with this thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, hey, I just gotta say, I'm I'm really jazzed about this. I'm I'm pretty excited. I know we've been talking about doing something like this, something just like silly and and weird, <laughs> but just very casual to talk yeah, about about this weird industry of product safety stuff. that we love. Like, we yeah. can't help that we're passionate people, man. But it's just, I think for all of our listeners, we need to let them know that all they're gonna get out of this is basically an insight into one our bromance and two. Uh, maybe some tidbits of knowledge that we like to talk about and uh, just two dudes voicing opinions. We're not representing any professional organizations, affiliations. We're not giving legal advice. Uh, it's just us with some mics. So I, I think I think everybody can get down with that, Jared. I hope they do. Um, yeah. But how, how, I hope how, you guys all get on board with the product safety broadcast session. I think I think it's about time we start BSing. How about you? Yeah, let's jump into the BS. So what's the, today's the topic? Session. What's what's today's topic? Hit me with it. What are you thinking? All right. So I've been thinking. I've been seeing a lot in the news, a lot in you know in my professional life as well. All these very public, very high profile safety related cases that are circulating the media, and they're spelling out from the industry into. The public atmosphere and it's kind of got me thinking you know associated with all this comes public comments and statements from from these companies and what makes for a good statement what makes for a good public announcement when you have uh, I, when you're in the face of a safety related incident I, I think the first thing jared is is transparency ownership that there's a, a problem and that you you define the magnitude of the problem and you talk about resolution and I think it's a really important thing that you talk about with or have a tone in that message of empathy. Uh, I think taking ownership yeah. and rather than assigning blame is, I think, a huge thing for when I, as a consumer, read something that's recalled or there's a complaint or there's an issue or something like that. That makes me feel good and still keeps my brand loyalty to that product. I, I, yeah. think, I think empathy is something that's really important. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good point. I, it's hard to take off our professional hats and put on the consumer hats when we hear these things because you know we've been in the thick of it. You know we may know a little bit about what's happening behind the scenes, but definitely, I mean, when you mention about taking ownership and not placing blame, I mean, I I can't imagine from a, from my perspective as a consumer and from others, you know, that if it gives you like a warm fuzzy feeling yeah. when the brand that yep. you've purchased and that you're loyal to is kind of I don't know, trying to throw others under the bus. I, I think that leads to the perfect first example. That uh, And just so everybody listening at home, like, there's zero prep to this. Like, 
hey, you want to talk about messaging? <laughs> like that, that, that's the limit of what we're at right now. So I think the first example, Jared, you, you brought this one up, and after reviewing it in more detail, I, I agree with you, but I've got about 30 seconds into an article, and I already feel pretty, pretty soured by the first stance. Uh, we, we could call him Philippe Pritzker or, or, you know, because it's public, we get to say Fisher Price. Um, and we should all know, we should all know (laughs) you are going to Philippe Pritzker was. Oh, Philippe Pritzker, dude, FP, man. The old FP, Philippe Pritzker. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty public. I mean, in the industry and outside, I think everyone's, uh, at least heard stories of Fisher Price recalls and, and infant fatalities. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, very little prep into this, but I, I was curious about how they've approached this, and I've yeah. been monitoring this, how they, like their public statements from over the last couple of years. And just to kind of set the stage a bit, uh, so there was one product called the, the, what was it called? The Rock and Play in 2019 that, that came out with a, a warning from the CPSC, a joint statement from the CPSC and Fisher Price. And they said, hey, look, we've learned about some uh, um, some kids that have died in this thing. But all the kids were over three months of age. And what happens is the kids are old enough. They can roll over on their stomachs, and it's an inclined sleep product. So it puts them in a dangerous position, and, and they, they die. Um, so they said if you're under three months, then you're fine. But over three months, you know, don't use the product. Um, the first thing, you know, when I hear this, I, I don't know. I don't know what your perspective is, Keith. I, I thought it seemed like a, a very, I mean, I don't know how to put it into words, but we know that safety is not like such a black and white thing. Yep. And it's hard for me to imagine yep. that, you know, at two months and 29 days, you're perfectly safe in this thing. And then as soon as you turn three months, you could potentially die. I mean, that's a, that's a very drastic swing. Yeah, I, I, I mean... It's just a, a quick way to try to quantify a developmental milestone based off of hopefully a risk-based decision and injury fatality trends that they had or that are publicly available. But, yeah, I agree with you. That's uh, Age grading is, is, is something I've got beef with. Uh, but in, Yeah. In, in this... and, and I'll tell you from my professional perspective, it seemed to me like uh, – and keep in mind, this product has been on the market since 2009. So at the time that these incidents were coming to light in the public – that had been in the market for a decade. Yeah. And it to me, it rubbed a little bit like, we're just going to try to find an out so that we can still keep selling this product. You know, yeah. maybe we're going to make some rolling changes or something, but we don't want to go through this massive effort of protecting consumers and pulling these off the market. I mean, and there were warning signs, too. Speaking of, like, being in 2009 is when these were distributed, there was numerous pediatricians, people being outspoken about, you know, not promoting this for safe sleep. This is going back to 2015, 2013, you know, detailed studies uh, from people who are, you know, admittedly experts in in infants, you know, um, rather not product design or product safety. But when you've got messages from medical doctors and pediatricians saying, you don't know about this thing, uh," you know. Yeah. I mean, how long has Back to Bed been a campaign from the AAP? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to thank maybe Nancy Reagan for that one. I don't know. But I feel like she's, (laughs) thank you, Nancy uh, Reagan. Um, So uh, I I don't want to. Exactly. But it definitely, you know, it has been well uh, published and well researched that the safest way to sleep is a bare mattress on your back. You know, no inclines, no pillows, no stuffies. Yeah. 
I I mean it's 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 so it's so I wanted to go so that was the uh, the warning statement right so this is a warning I think it was about two days and my my data may be a little bit off here but it was about like two days later that some other studies that were coming out from like consumer reports and other articles and and doctors were coming out saying you know this is not safe even under three months and then it was five days later that then CPSC and Fisher Price come out with the recall um, and the you know the statements in the recall were around um, that that the product met and exceeded all the regulatory standards but you know out of an abundance of caution they're, they're pulling these off the market um, but you know but, but I some of their quotes Jared, but some of their quotes like yeah it met standards but in, in some of their their verbiage it like assigned blame to the consumer for not using the product right. They're unrestrained, and that's why there's a problem that, here. That like, was it. That was it. Does that not completely just be like, like let's just hypothetically say that this is what they're saying? And in, in my mind, it's sorry, mom and dad, your kid died. But if you would have not been so tired in the middle of the night and just buckled your kid in, everything would have been peachy keen, cool and groovy. So it's your fault. That. That really makes me mad. I don't know about you, dude, yeah. but like that's that's the tone that I pick up from this. I don't pick up empathy. I don't pick up a signing of like it's our fault. Like yeah. Uh, I, and I think that's the thing. They're like stand. They're they're very much digging their heels in the ground and saying that this product is safe as long as you use the buckle, um, and you use the restraining system. Which, I mean, that's a big if. And how many how many infant fatalities do you need to experience to to get it through that you know that's maybe not the foreseeable use that there are circumstances and chaos around raising an infant that may make that not possible. Here's a quote, Jared. I'm reading an article that like in a little bit more depth as, as you're speaking here. And here's one of uh, in a statement provided to a, to Vox magazine or whatever this is. I don't even know what Vox is, but Fisher Price visited, uh, Vice President Chuck whoever this guy is we stand by the safety of our products however due to the reported incidents okay we talked about that in which the product was used contrary to the safety warnings and instructions who reads instructions like people put to, I, I put together a snowblower without instructions you know hey here's a lawnmower the blade spins on the bottom we all know that dumb dumb here put the handle on and then pull the cord and go like you're not gonna read instructions you're just gonna screw the thing until it looks right and, and here's an infant device that you assume because it's on the shelf at your favorite big box store that, you know, it's perfectly safe. And it's and I think that's the thing. Like, if, if there's a difference between, like, if you do this minor action and you don't do this minor action, that's the difference between life and death. Like, that seems like it should be brought to you, the forefront a little yeah. more than buried in the instruction manual. Yep. Yep. Uh, again, and, and uh, I don't know. I you know I've never used these. I've seen some friends that use them. You know, I knew about this from being in the industry. and said, hey, I don't recommend you use those. There's a lot of lot of crap out there on this. Um, but you know, I don't, was there an active warning that you had to remove it from the product that said like if you don't use this, your infant might die? Because like yeah, that's that's something. Different, I mean, but I don't you know, know, I think uh, I I think you know to. Probably in one of these sessions we'll talk about product design because I don't want to get off too much. Good tangent, point. Good point. It Good is. Point. It's like if this is a life or death thing, you need to make sure that that thing is snapped and the consumers know about it 
because otherwise it looks like the a three-point harness that's in every other children's product. I agree completely. So uh, it's a perfect so, point that you so bring I up think, design. You know, I, I think just and and going to the empathy piece again. I don't. I didn't see anything about like you know we feel for the families. It, these are tragic events. I didn't see anything around that. I saw a lot of if you strap the kid in, then it's fine. And again, it's like putting up the defense where yeah. the consumers want to have reassurance that you're doing the right thing, big, that they're going to be protected. Big thumbs down here. Big thumbs down. Sorry, yeah. FP. Uh, screw the pooch. I think. FP. I, I think just well, sticking hey, to wait, the, wait. What's up? I was going to say, we, we even got to fast forward two more years because uh, there's then the, the Rock and Glide suitor that was now we're in 2021, 20, more current that were associated with a number of more fatalities. Similar design, inclined sleeper, uh, kids rolling over that were un, unbuckled, unrestrained. Yeah. And the, the statement, I'm just, I am just won't read through everything, just this one piece that, that stood out to me from Fisher Price. We are committed to educating parents and caregivers on the safe use of all our products. That's what they came out with. They're committed to educating parents. Like not committed to the safety of the kids, not committed I- to yeah, I've seen a trend, man. Good call. Like that just happened like a month and a half ago, two months ago at most. Yeah. But like, well, that's good the point. one that when I saw it, I was like, oh gosh. And I gotta think, like, what does a consumer think? Like, if I'm a consumer and I say I'm dedicated to making sure you don't screw up, like I don't feel good about that, especially if I know somebody or have heard of somebody's kid who passed away, or you know, God forbid, I'm the parent whose child had passed away. Yeah. I'm going to hear from the corporate the corporate statement that they've pulled all their C-suite level PR guys together, maybe even outside consultants, and they came up with, we're committed to making sure you don't screw up again. Yeah, that's just uh, like, inexcusable. I, I think I think earlier, Jared, you, you mentioned uh, product design. I, th- I think we should definitely talk about you know inclined sleepers and what we know about product design um and, and hazard manifestation in another one so i'm going to write that down for maybe session two three four five but let, let's finish on with like this is a bad message let's go to a good message how's that sound Let, let's give uh the, yeah, the two or three listeners that we script have a little bit here let's flip the script and i think the one that uh you brought up was the oculus uh the quest 2 yes so this was uh, a recent recall there was something around four and a half million VR headsets that were recalled. Um, I believe the foam uh, in the headset, where yeah. where it touches your face, was causing some allergic reactions, right? I don't even know if it's allergic reaction. I, I see here uh, some very small percentage of users have experienced skin irritation. Skin it's, irritation. It's, it's not even it's not even an allergen that, that we know of. It's just skin irritation. And I mean, let, let's just be real. So they make a product. It's a premium product. It's a, it's a well known brand. Uh, you're going to put it on your face, and you're going to game with it. And if it's not going to be breathable, just like some headsets are, you know, you could build up some sweat, and it rubs on your face. Totally get it. But the next line is really what, what grabs me in this, and it says, the safety and comfort of every consumer is our top priority. As part of this commitment, we are now offering a free silicone cover to Quest 2 headset and Quest 2 Fit Pack owners. Yeah. Does that and not that's... feel like a warm hug to you? It, like, it does, and you know what? You know, As they say, actions speak louder than words. You can easily look to this and say, okay, well, on one case we're looking at infant fatalities. Here we're looking at some adults that have red spots on their face. Very different hazard, very different risk. 
But at the same time, with with that very you know less significant risk, they've taken this action on four million products that are on the market, and these are not cheap products either. So, uh, you know, the fact that they have taken this action for something that you know you you might even think ah, it's who cares might even about benign. It? Like like so, I bet a bunch of these consumers don't even care. You know, it is what it is. It's not that big of a deal. It, I mean, I might care if I bought this and I was really excited about it and I used it one time and I, my face was all itchy and splotchy. Oh, I might sure. care about that. But but to know that the company has, you know, really without listen to the next or line, asking though. or listen, prodding. Listen to this. Yeah. We thank you for being a customer and we want you to know that we are more dedicated than ever to creating safe and unbelievable experiences for all. Now, like, again, they're just tugging at the heartstrings in an right. empathetic way. But they've they've taken ownership, they've assigned a solution, they've given you really simple as as a tech company like, holy cow! I don't even have one of these things. So all I have to do is either integrate with social media, or click on my app and like all my information's there. And here's your product. This is really streamlined. So many other recalls, like, I don't know. I am I gonna drive back to? Am I gonna send a? Uh, they just made this really really simple. Yeah. They were just like. But- is. You know, the consumers are top priority. It's a customer-centric viewpoint. And, and and to your point of, like, infant death, you think you'd go way above and beyond. And I get that there's legal cases all over the place, and this is going to be a, a systemic problem in, in the system and in, in world of product safety for years and years to come as people try to, you know, figure out standards or, you know, approaches to, to whatever designs or, you know, might there be in the future. But, like, kid died you think you'd go to the nth degree to like go above and beyond and, and take care of the situation publicly privately make people know that you're there you know there's companies out there that we know of that that support medical bills there's companies out there that that pay and, I, and we don't know if any of that stuff happened behind the scenes at least i don't but at the viewpoint of the co- corporate messaging man i i give a big 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 thumbs up to the oculus quest 2 folks um and, and and the way that they handled yeah, and you know, hey, they and, took action before it before it got to the public sphere. They, you know, nobody really knew about it, and and you point. know, they're gonna correct the action. You know, yeah. you you look at again, actions speak louder than words. In that Fisher Price case, it wasn't just one infant fatality. I think there was ten or thirty, and I think the numbers now are like getting close to a hundred. Hundred, yeah. It's and uh, it's getting um, and it's just by like. You know, on one side, it's like, at what point is enough? And then on the other side, you're like, oh, a lot of these guys really care about just making sure their product is not even safe, just like top of the line, that your experience with the yep. product is is enjoyable every time you interact with it. It's a customer-centric approach that more and more, you know, startups and more and more companies are pro- uh, taking that approach to. And it's really heartwarming to see that it's not just design-based, experience-based, but safety-based, you know. Tech companies typically aren't known for being safety based, whereas juvenile products, you just you just are, you know. So it's uh, it's something that I think they just they just knocked it out of the park. Consumer at the heart. That's, yeah, man. That's, so that's we've 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 gone sense. for 19 minutes, and I don't know how much more BS we can do, Jared. But do you want to hit another one? Maybe do you, could you think of one, or did we have one on a list somewhere that uh, you wanted um, to talk about? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we do Why don't we do one more? Okay. If we've got some time here, I, I, I think I we'll think, try to. I think we do. Yeah, we'll one more in here. This one is going to come from our friends at. We're going to switch back to the bad, bad examples, from our friends at Peloton. 
and oh, and uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to really dissect about this the Peloton cases. Um, I mean, or, I, I'm sure everyone's aware, but there was an incident that came to the public realm of a child who got sucked underneath uh, and died on and tragically died, um, and then there were some other cases where pets and objects got sucked underneath and caused maybe some other damage. Um, I think they knew of like what thirty to forty injuries or incidents was it? It was like thirty. Yeah, it was it was something uh, along those lines. Um, no, maybe it was, here we go. Yes, it was thirty nine incidents, and this is where I had I just had to pull up for a second how this all started. Was the CPSC released a unilateral press release that Peloton didn't want to do? They were very much against this fight in the CPSC behind closed doors. But CPSC made this uh, this announcement saying, "Stop using this item." There, there's this hazard with people, you know, kids, pets, things getting dragged under the the treadmill, which we have not seen ever happen with any other treadmill. We don't have any records of this being a hazard with any other treadmill, but it's happened 39 times with Peloton. So stop using it. Peloton's response starts off by saying. The Consumer oh Product Safety God. Commission's unilateral press release is inaccurate and misleading. And I'm going to stop right there. No, Again. no, no, no. You know what I'm going to say? Go to 48 seconds in on the video, Jared. Go to the tweet, April 17th. Watch that video. If you're a parent out there, you have a niece or nephew, you babysit kids, you're a caregiver, you watch that video and you watch that kid struggle, and you're just going to want to slap the mouth off the people who made that kind of a statement. I mean... I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just—I get angry. I got goosebumps. I just want to hold that, yeah, that kid. Bit. Oh, hey, we got a third party in our broadcast session here. Uh, Fox man. That's the Fox man. Fox man. No way, dude. We need to have a—we need to have a sound bite for every time Fox joins the broadcast session. I, I think it's just a bark, a wolf. <laughs> He—he he is his own sound bite. I, I think so too. Can, can, can we? Uh, can we introduce him to all of our listeners? So for everybody who doesn't know, uh, I have a dog. His name is Fox. His name's Foxley. He looks just like a fox, and he, he's really—he's just my buddy. Like, he's adorable. He's the first kid. He's the first kid. Yeah, I've got two two human babies, but he's my first. Um, he's just man. He's my bud. Yeah. We do everything together, and he joins in my calls sometimes, and and apparently he's going to join in these BS sessions too. So. Dude, this is great. Anyway, let's go back to Peloton real quick. Let's get sorry, back. Fox. Let's get back Fo- sorry, Fox man. Uh, but man, good point he brought up though. Good thing a yeah, squirrel and, and didn't I mean, run I by because I'd know, be you, way you, off. You mentioned a point earlier about uh, taking ownership and and responsibility. I mean, come on. The first thing that they do is they're blaming the CPSC about inaccurate and misleading comments. Um, right, I'm sorry. I, I got to call product safety BS on that one. <laughs> I just. The, oh, the other my. thing that really stood out to me, this is, you know, maybe would not be uh, acknowledged so much by consumers, but the CPSC, their main point was that this happened with your treadmill 39 times and no other treadmill we have record of. And they didn't oh, address wow. that at all. I, I, said, I'm smelling a segue into, into session two about design, maybe, Jared. I, I'm digging <laughs> this. I think it's happening. Yeah, we can talk. We can talk about design too uh, in an, in another session. But I think you know they mention if going to the public statement. They say like all motorized equipment, the the treadmill can pose hazards if the warnings aren't followed. But the thing is, like all motorized equipment, 
this does not happen except for yours, and you completely ignored that statement. You completely ignored that. It, it, so if I'm a consumer and I'm like, oh, this is really concerning, they don't seem to care about it. They don't seem to even know about it. And and, and going further, like way beyond into into the future on this case, on the messaging and on their de- on you know I don't know if defense is the right word, but I'm sure they have in their documentation. You know, for their product liability, you know, children are to interact with this product, you know, not intended for children, whatever the hell they wrote. Yet their advertising has kids in it. You know, it's all over the place. It's in the home. It's a piece of exercise equipment that has unprecedented accessibility and brand recognition. And, you know, in my house, some of these exercise pieces of equipment, you know, turn into coat hangers. Other people, they're accessible in the living room. And when you have kids interacting with things in your, in your product marketing, it yes, it's inviting for your brand to sell more products. But it's subliminally telling those people out there, those consumers, that are just going to take it for granted that, like, oh, yeah, this just goes in my living room and it's totally cool to be there. Kids shouldn't be interacting with this stuff. There has to be, you know, and we're going into design again, but uh, the messaging here is is that subliminal marketing of, uh, you know, it's not safe for kids. Yeah. Don't, put, don't put kids in the marketing. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's not at all safe for their involvement or interaction in any way. Right. Right, man. That just the, the last piece I wanted to mention of their public statement is, uh, you know, follow the warnings. It says uh, a lot. I'm paraphrasing, but you know, you should follow the warnings that are in the instruction book. They're included, and they are what's required by the applicable safety standards. So, it, it kind of says, look, we put a warning in the book. We didn't really do it because of our own intentions. We did it because that's what the regulation told us to do. But it was in there anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, well, I mean, kind of tying to like the advertising and 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 everything around that. Like, did you did you really not want people to? Did you really not want kids to be using this, or did you just put it in there because it was part of the regulation? You know, part of the standard book. Yep. Um, Man, I, I I do love when companies come out and say we met the regulatory requirement, like the mandatory regulatory requirement. It's like. Congratulations! You're like you're you're not selling a legal product on the market. I don't know how I'm supposed to interpret. We met the mandatory requirements. Yeah. Like I, maybe it resonates with consumers. Maybe there's some research that shows that. I don't know from a from the pers- perspective of a professional who's been in the product safety world for a number of years. I I see that as being you know one notch above silence. I agree, and also just don't fight city hall, man. Like. Don't tell the CPSC that they're wrong. There's a ton of smart people there. We all know that they're underfunded and blah, 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 and sometimes we hate them and sometimes we love them. But this is one of those cases where, like, they took a stance and you basically told them to F off. Like, yeah. damn, that was stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That was. So, oh. I, I mean, I think I think we should give them, to their credit, the that Peloton credit, they did changed their tune i think a week later they changed their they tune they made a great hire with their legal representation you they know hiring some outside legal sources and, and they then so. they they turned that ship around but man they yeah. were about to try to parallel park a train and it wasn't gonna go well <laughs> uh, you know this is this is one of those things that like uh, we're watching this and this is like our our uh you know this is as nerdy as it sounds it's like our jersey short you know it's like what are you doing? This is the reality television that we <laughs> live is, for. This and, is 
<laughs> this is the safety industries of reality TV. How, I mean, how lame is that to say out loud? But it is. And and yeah. we're watching this unfold on oh, Twitter. Oh, it totally is. I mean, I, you know, like... I, gossip with my, I gossip with my contacts and different people in the network. They're like, oh, did you see what they said? Did you see what happened here with this company or that product? No, but it's it's all that. things that like I hope if we ever get more than three or four listeners that they that they take this and they, they use them as case studies or whatever the takeaway is here of like, you know maybe you know just to to close out the session because we're we're at twenty eight minutes here we want to keep it under a half hour, it's yeah. like one maybe talk to your to like more than just your legal department in the messaging, maybe talk to people in safety. Maybe talk to some yeah, of your consumer consideration. I always wonder if safety involved in this. But, like, it's the whole safety process. Everybody, you know, and I'm going to say it, bitches and moans about being proactive. And you don't engage all the, the avenues and sources in your business to work together and, and work as a team because it is a holistic thing. The product isn't just the product. It's, it's, it's the whole experience, everything that the user is exposed to. And if you end up being in one of these situations... With just a piss poor message, I don't. Yeah, you, you got to engage hard. more it, it's people. Hard. You know, it, you got you get into brand defense mode, you get into damage control, and the the you know, the end goal is to keep consumers safe and to retain that trust. And yeah, I think you know we've talked about putting consumers at the front, being empathetic. You know, really not just saying, but but doing with your doing. actions, yep. showing that you are, um, showing that you do take safety as as an important aspect so keith i think you know we're probably at the end of time here 29 minutes 33 seconds man i think this is perfect right, man. Do, well, do we hey, have do we have any closeout music do we have any closeout music oh no gosh next time next time okay by thanking the the four people that are listening uh, dude, hi, dude four Two, okay. My mom will Two. not listen to this. She'll be like, "You're such a nerd." You're right. talking. My mom, my mom will listen twice then. All okay, right. perfect, awesome. Well, thank you, Mrs. Fry. Um, well, great cookies. Hey, thanks for anyone who's listened. We're gonna keep doing this because you know what? We have fun doing it, and we don't really care. And that's what we're all about. And it sounds like we have some new topics for next time. So, from uh, both of us to all of you, thank you for BSing with us today, and uh, we'll catch you next. Stay time. tuned next time. We'll have some closing music. All right, man. I'll see you. All right. See you later.